the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. I'm your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente, and welcome to another episode of the Fight Podcast, man. This is episode 178, man. Uh, Yo! Boxing is back in full swing. MMA is cracking right now. And uh, on today's menu, man, I had to bring back the guru, my boy, my brother from another mother, Brandon Camille, man. Brandon and I talk about so many things today, man. We talk about the state of arguably the best division in boxing. That is a 154-pound weight class. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the prospect of crossover fights between sports, MMA. In boxing is Terrence Crawford gonna go to MMA? Bob Arum says maybe. We're gonna be talking about that upcoming fights, Danny Garcia, and so much more, man. But before we get to my convo with the guru, Brandon Camille, man, remember the fight podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Again, that is sageeatschicago.com. They cook and deliver healthy meals directly to your home or office if you are in Chicago. If you're not in Chicago, look, don't worry. They still have you covered. Sage Eats actually offers fitness mentoring and nutrition consultations. So what does that mean? That means they go ahead and have a fitness mentor or a nutrition consultant that puts a program together for your needs and they help you out each and every week, man. So check out Sage Eats. Um, get 10% off your first three months with promo code FIGHT. Um, while we're at it, remember, man, tell your friends, tell your sports fans, tell everybody about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. That is the fight podcast man um find us everywhere podcasts are available apple google play spotify soundcloud and stitcher and follow your boy in all social media platforms at surge vicente and on twitter at the surge vicente so look without further ado enjoy my conversation with the guru brandon camille right here on episode 178 of the fight podcast enjoy Oh, the man is back. Brandon. Serge, what, Serge, what it do? Bro, dude, I am doing extremely well, man. Brandon Camille once again joins me on the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. Brandon Camille, the guru. Bruh, what it do? Hey, man, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm always happy to be here. Oh, bro, man, wouldn't have it any other way, dude. Uh, always a good time, man. Um, yo, how, how you living, man? How, how's Beantown over there, bro? Hey, man, Boston is all right. Um, you know, the weather just got a little bit warmer. warmer. We had like a bit of a cold front. Um, the weather gets, like I said, getting a little bit better. So, I mean, if it's as long as it's not below like... 20 degrees i'm usually somewhat okay but once it starts to go below 20 degrees that's when i get a little bit miserable you get the seasonal depression like yeah i ain't trying to deal with none of that hey man i'm not gonna stunt people from the west we, we, it, we it's a new day and age uh we, we could all talk about mental health in different ways fam when it is dark oh my god <laughs> So it, it, it gets dark so early in Boston, Fan. like so early. Oh, yo. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about, because here's the thing. I was on uh, East Coast time not too long ago. Fam, first of all, it stays dark. 
to like 9 a.m. It's nuts. It depends on the time of year and everything. I, I don't know what, what what life is like in it, Chicago. It, it I was, lived there. Oh yeah, no, here it's it, it, it hit like the sun comes up. It's probably around seven thirty where it really starts coming out. But yo, literally like four o'clock, the the sun starts going down here. Yeah, see, I mean, but the thing is, it's worse. I grew up in New York. It's way worse in not way worse. It's worse in Boston than it was in New York. Like I legitimately feel like three thirty is getting dark here in Boston. It's kind of crazy and it's miserable because I typically work like ten to seven ish. When you still at work, you see it getting dark outside. You just feel like you're spending your whole life in the office. Man, bro. See, womp, womp, womp. You, I am so happy I don't do that for a living. Goodness gracious. But brother, more power to you. Man, man, somebody got to do it, man. I'm glad we got somebody young brothers like you making it happen. My man got all the fancy titles. It's my dude. <laughs> just, just one fancy title. <laughs> that that and the guru. My only yeah. fancy titles. And then, then, you know, got my social media handles. That's about all I can do for y'all. <laughs> well, look, man, we, we, we out here living in Chicago, man. All is well in the world. People be trying to try me, but it's all to the good. But I'll tell you one thing. Yes, I have been tried, but nobody was tried the way J-Rock was tried this weekend. Yeesh. Yeah. Your boy, my boy, Julian Williams, man, went out there and got drug by Hennison Rosario, the dude that I completely shit on this last episode because I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of fights to keep up with. And I'm not making excuses, but I didn't know, dude. I do now. I mean, there wasn't much to know about him. I mean, he hasn't fought many people. Um, he His only loss, it looks like, is to Nathan Gallimore, a guy who lost to Julian Williams and Erickson Lubin in his last fight. Yeah. So, I mean... He got <clears throat> Erickson Lubin. And he... Race off a of buddy. Yeah, and so, I mean, and he was TKO'd by Nathan Gallimore. So, I mean, he wasn't all that impressive. However, apparently, allegedly, this was his first fight with a full training camp. Um, but, but apparently, he had never had a full training camp beforehand. I'm not sure how That's he was doing, doing everything. I know he's living in Dominican Republic. He yeah. left his family in the Dominican Republic, moved to South Florida for training camp. And I actually watched one of the... Uh, uh, one of the shoulder programs for this fight. And it was kind of crazy, the the life that they have them living at that house down there in South Florida. Like, his trainer has a bunch of fighters that live in the house, and he just controls everything that they do. Like, he treat them like kids. Like, they don't get that much free time. They go, they got curfew hours during a week. It's, it's it's crazy, but I guess for for that lifestyle, I keep them focused. And I'm, when you're coming up, someone like Rosario is, I mean, that's what you got to do. Absolutely. Leave your family and, and make the sacrifice in South Florida, and now he's a unified champion of the world. Absolutely. Shout out to him. And here's the thing. If that was indeed the first time that he had a full camp, and I read that also, um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is somebody who might finally be realizing his potential. This is somebody who could possibly be um, uh, trouble in the future. Shit, he's trouble now. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, but what, I'm a, there ain't, ain't, ain't no future. Like, you get all that prospect title. And, all that's oh, gone when you become a no, world no, no, champion. No. Yeah, you're a unified world champion. Like, no, nah, you, you're a problem. You know, at this point in time. And and it's not like he just went out there and, you know, snuck one out. It wasn't a, t- it wasn't a fifth round TKO. It was a fifth round. I beat your ass. Like, I goodness gracious. Yeah, it was. I mean, okay, so it wasn't it, it wasn't an, an I beat your ass in terms of like 
I beat you up for five rounds. No. J-Rock no, no, was definitely no. doing, aside from the cut, which I think was the beginning of the end for J-Rock, happened in the second round right over, I believe, I, I can't remember what, what eye it was over. Um, I, I believe it was over his right eye. Yes. But as soon as that cut came, you you could see, like, he was pawing, pawing at it. He wasn't throwing as confidently. Not at and all. once he stopped throwing as confidently, as confidently, he didn't have anything to keep Rosario off of him. Mm-hmm. And so it got to the point, and, and I remember it specifically, I think it was yeah. in the fourth round, and Julian yep. Williams landed a very good-looking counter right that he'd have been landing all fight, to be quite honest. And Rosario just walked through it. He almost smirked at him. He just walked through it, and from there, he, he just walked him down. Man, And he, he lands a monster, monster left hook in the fifth round. And from the, I mean, J-Rock just could not recover. And these are where the conversations start about, does he have chin issues? Not yes. sure. Does he have power issues? Not sure. Possibly. Uh, it could be either of those things. But, I mean, we do know J-Rock is a tough guy. He will bounce back. He said he's, says he's going to exercise his rematch clause. Um, and Rosario's here for it. I like what Rosario said after the fight through a translator. He said, hey, you know, J-Rock gave me a chance. So if he want to run it back for his title, that's fine. He can have his rematch because he, does, he does, does have a rematch clause. He said even if he wants to take a few fights and then come back and fight me, I will still give him his rematch. And I respect that. Not, well. not a lot of ch- champs will give you that. Actually, no. it's very few that can say, hey, I will let you go off, fight a few fights. And then come back, uh, and, and then come back and challenge for your belt again. And I mean, for him, you know, he's this is life changing. You know, he had to, like I said, he had to leave his family in DR to train in South Florida. Like this is life changing money, whatever he wants for this fight and whatever he's going to make for his next fight. So, you know, unfortunate for J Rock, who's a good guy, losing in front of his hometown. It, it broke it, it broke my heart a little bit to see. I Yo, it was him, like, it was rough to see, wasn't it? It, it really te- was. I'm texting you like in a second. Hey, hey, man, J Rock has a pretty a cut in a really bad place. I, I Facetime you a few rounds later, like bro, it's it's over. I, I was shocked and heartbroken. Man, and look, the only reason I wasn't watching it live is because at the exact same time, it was UFC 246, and uh, and I was actually doing a, I was hosting a fight event at a bar in Chicago, so that's the only reason I wasn't there, so I had to watch it after the fact, but uh, yes, my boy B had was holding me down, damn near giving me play-by-play, so brother, I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, not, not a problem at all, the guru got your back. Man. Now... I, I am I am curious, and I know we have a lot to speak about in terms of this fight, but just speaking about this card in general, yes. did you see my boy Chris Colbert on there, out, right out of Brooklyn? You know I'm I got to represent for the guy. Yo, you know what? I did not. I, I'm not going to lie to you or the people and say that I did. I didn't, man. How you? How did he do, man? He went out there and did work. He fought a very, very difficult, uh, just defensive fighter who was a bit more content. I won't say with running, but, you know, on the back foot uh, for a lot of the fight, and he wasn't really trying to engage. And he did a great job against him. You know, he he had to do a lot to get to him, but um, in the second half of the fight, he really turned up the pressure, and, you know, he took a few a few bumps for it, but, I mean, he did a great job, and he called out Leo Santa Cruz, and that's a fight that I would say he's ready for. Like, he, nice. looks, he looks good. He's a parent. One thing you love to hear about these young guys is they're a gym rat. They're always in the gym. That's not something I hear about a guy like Tank. And I guess shade, well, no well, shade, well, but... Well, it, well, it, it, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Tank in a little bit. Yeah, because you know how I feel about Tank. Yeah, but I mean that's something you hear about guys like Floyd. They just they he did an interview today on the PBC uh, podcast for this week. They said, "Well, hey, you know, we see you in the ring. What do you like to do for fun?" And he just like 
he was just confused. He, he didn't know what to say. He's just like, I, I just go to the gym. Like, that's just what I do. And finally, they were able to pull it out of him that, you know, he likes to bowl a little bit. But I mean, bro loves the gym. My man was like, he's ready. when I'm in there, I'm thinking about throwing punches and I utilize this to work my lats. <laughs> I like dudes like that, man. Look, that's awesome. That's awesome. But uh, good for him. Prospect of the year. Is that, didn't you say somebody else was going to be prospect of the year? I said it would be him. Oh, okay. Good for him. I'm glad he did work, man. Awesome. All right. Back to, back to business. Um, the 154-pound weight class was turned on his head. But it brings to question a lot of different things. And for me, the more I look at him, and I have to say, yo, 154 might be the best weight class in boxing. Depends how you define the best, but it's damn sure the most competitive. Which, in turn, would be the best. Okay, fair. I mean... I'm not talking about you have one or two big names, top three. No, 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 no. The best division, the best weight class is when you have multiple people, not two. That's the definition of it. There is no other way. I mean, there's a ton of talent in the welterweight division. However, it seems like more of these fights are happening in the super welterweight division or junior middleweight. So welterweight division has... The, that, that, like I said, we talk about the glamour division. And, and then, again, we, we go down the list and, come on, man, absolute monsters. Obviously, you have Errol Spence. You have, you know, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, you have Terrence Crawford. Danny Garcia, who we're going to talk to. Shoot, lipping this. There's Virgil Ortiz, Ugas, Sean Porter. I, the list goes on and on. It's amazing. But in terms of guys whom... And, okay, this is the reason... The biggest reason why I believe this weight class is the best. It is competitive, but here's also a thing. Let's talk about the top nine guys in the weight class. Charlo, Hurd, Harrison, J-Rock, Lara, Lubin, Teixeira, Adams, Castaño, maybe, possibly. He's in the mix. He he deserves a, a shout out. They're PBC guys. Yeah. All yeah. of them. So these are fights that we are legitimately going to see. There is yeah. no if fans or buts about it. This is how it should be. This is why, for instance, I'm such a proponent of mixed martial arts and friends like the UFC, because weight classes are like this. The best fight the best. And I love what I'm seeing in 154. For me, I, I honestly didn't even notice how many of these 154 guys are PBC, but they're all PBC. You know, Uncle Al is doing it again. Doing however, work. however, hot take, if you would. Yes. I think the real reason why we're actually seeing the fights that we need to see in this division. And I mean, to be quite honest, before this weekend, we thought this was a build to the Julian Williams, Jamel Charlo fight. So it's not like, you know, we're saying like, all of these fights are happening. We saw uh, Jared Hurd and Julian Williams last year, and then we got to see Charlo get a, get his rematch against Tony Harrison. And however, man, 57 uppercuts in a row. However, I think there's no real established stars. Like, there's well-known guys. Of course, you have your Jamel Charlos. Of course, you have your Jar- your Jared Hurd's of the world. But with no real established stars, you're not you're not protecting guys. You don't have to worry about that. They can just fight. It's a very and, you good know, point, man. Now, now Charlo got a, a loss. Very good point. Tony, 
Tony Nigga, Harris. They all got a loss. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. There's no undefeated guys. There's nothing to protect. Yet there's no real established stars. I, I, I wanted to pat myself on the back because I think a very long time ago, I said, fuck protecting your thing. Everybody gets touched. I think the, the idea of protecting zero and protecting your fighter is not as entertaining. It is not good for the sport. What we're seeing right now, who cares if you have a loss? These are still amazing fighters. And what's going to end up happening is someone's gonna come out on top. And once the smoke clears, there's your superstar. That's how you create legitimate legends. And we have not seen that in the sport. I don't want to see. The reason Canelo Alvarez realistically is the greatest fighter in the world right now, and he's my number one pound for pound, is because Canelo Alvarez is here for the shits. He'll fight anyone and everybody. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can say what you want about Canelo. I mean, that he picks this, that, and the third. But, I mean, he's fighting. He's fighting them. Difficult fights. He's fighting He's not them. taking a lot of soft touches, especially when he makes 35 mil a fight guaranteed no matter who he fights. Which really disappoints me when we're thinking about and talking about all the rest of these fighters. He has gone out there. He he obviously struck the lottery from a from a young age. Was able to go out there and lose to to arguably one of the greatest of all time in Floyd Mayweather while he was 21 years old. That was nine years ago. He's a grown-ass man now, and he has fought the who's who from nine years ago to now. Prospects, legends, bums, everybody. Everybody gets touched. And that's the thing about it is that makes the sport bigger. That makes the sport more respected. And once you have weight class, and this is why, hands down, 154 pounds is the best full weight class in boxing. I'm not saying it's the most talented. I'm saying it is the best. Hands down, from top to bottom, you have the best tire quality fighters. No, I, I would absolutely agree. And I mean, we're right on the heels of the, you know, potential... I would say a, a fringe fight of the year candidate in Tony Harrison versus Jamel, Jamel Charlo. Yeah, it's fringe. It's definitely fringe. And I, and for, I would, for 2019. Ah, uh, okay. If it, were, if it was 2019. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, great, great fight, man. Oh, we've had so many amazing fights in the last four months in boxing. It's crazy. Yeah, you love to see a division with no soft touches. Like... You know, we got a few guys this weekend, even Jared Hurd at 154. With so his, really his quick, I'm sorry, let me ask you this. What do you think needs to change in order for, for more weight classes like this, for the soft touches to leave and they're actually challenging their fighters? What do we have? What does boxing need to do in order for that to actually happen? I think there needs to be an established A-side like a Canelo, who is with the smoke and he doesn't care about and maybe it's maybe it's a guaranteed deal like Canelo has. Like Canelo, if Canelo was Errol Spence, he doesn't have to wait for Terrence Crawford to raise his profile. He can do this now because his money for the fight is guaranteed. So maybe more guaranteed contracts will guaranteed help those contracts. fights help I those like fights it. happen. I, I I don't know. I mean, it no, could that's... be anything because we haven't seen this. We, we haven't seen nobody's really done it successfully. Outside of 
Canelo, who seems to be taking on big challenges fight after fight. Dude, I, I will be very honest with you, man. Um, I, 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 you, you hit it on the head, man. Uh, that is why Canelo, I feel like, always has that freedom. Um, he's kind of always run his own ship, and and he's a he's a fighter's fighter. And I know this this segment wasn't in the idea behind it was not to talk about big up Canelo, but I bring up Canelo specifically so we can talk about how a weight class truly should be and how fighters I believe should be should should you know really feel. Um, I hate picking and choosing fighters. I hate when people are like, oh well you know because they're on the other side of the street. No, you know the promoters don't mix. I hate that. The, 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 the business of boxing forever has truly hindered the fan experience. And if this does not change, and there's a, I mean, we've had amazing fights. But there is a reason why the number one combat sport has been MMA over the last couple years. Because the fights there are made. Yeah, I definitely I hear what, what you're saying. I still I don't know if the MMA is the number one sport yet. I don't I don't it's know. It's not what's even the, close, dude. I, I, it's I not don't even know. Close. Are, are there statistics it, to support it, that? It, um, yeah, MMA is the fastest growing sport of all sports in this country and worldwide. Probably, probably. They have 450 million people worldwide. It is by far the fastest. It, it is outscore. It is outgrown NFL. It is doing better than baseball. It is doing better than basketball right now. MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world, and those numbers are there to prove it. I don't think that growth growth is different than the than the biggest sport in the world because MMA had a lot of opportunity for growth, whereas sports like boxing, Bo- boxing's not fo- getting fo- the same boxing, thing. Boxing, boxing, football, even basketball, they didn't have as much room for growth because they were already established sports. Where Dana White has done his thing, he's brought M- MMA to the forefront of of sports today from nothing. He just, he's done a great job. But in terms of like what is the biggest sport in the world, I would still need to see some statistics to, to support that. I, I don't want to boxing MMA. To debate today uh, that, that was you going after it i was making a point about fighters how they doing your thing that's all on you because you always had to defend you know boxing like i'm not a boxing fan uh but i digress uh, speaking of of boxing fan yo we're fans of jerrell miller and i can't lie he has a news come out this week that i was really shocked about he got signed by by top rank He's going to be an ESPN fighter. After all the shits that he went into with the big fight that he had the opportunity with Anthony Joshua, pissing hot for every steroid. Are you surprised by this move by top ranking Bob Arum? No, this has been in the works for a while. Um, I honestly surprised it took so long to go official. I expected something like this back in you know, October when he initially got off suspension. So I am a bit surprised that it took so long. It was only a six month suspension. I think he tested, he probably pissed hot in March or April. So whatever it took so long for, I do not know. Um, but Jarrell Miller is back. And, you know, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens next for him. Yeah, he pissed hot, but I mean, we're still going to watch his fights. And, you know, he got more publicity for pissing hot than he ever got in the Man, ring. For so real. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what becomes of him. I'm I'm looking forward to it. He's I've met him real night in real life. He's a nice guy. Um, you know, clearly met with some unfortunate circumstances. And 
you know, test of a man. You know how you respond to adversity. Man, so man. he has a full career ahead of him. Let's see if he has the grit, man. Uh, look, I, I, I generally like Jerome Miller as a person. Um, was it a mistake? We can say it was a mistake. We can say a number of different things. Um, but I'm happy to see him get another opportunity. Uh, I'm happy that he's a top rank. He's going to get he's going to get a lot of eyeballs. You know what I mean? Um, now, granted, I, there are not that many heavyweights over there that are worth really fighting. Uh, obviously, aside from the, the big dog over there in Tyson Fury, but we all know... Um, Tyson Fury, they're not, I mean, we don't know how Tyson Fury is going to be after that fight, after the fight with uh, with Deontay Wilder, and I don't know if that's a fight that they'll actually look for in the future, but hey, man, we'll see what ends up happening, um, but come on, man, you got to be happy for Jerome Miller, right? Yeah, I'm definitely happy for, for Jerome Miller. I, I definitely think he deserve, deserves at least another shot. You know, don't, don't make any mistakes again, because I'm not even sure if this was his first offense, but... He deserves a, sec- a second shot. He's a New York guy. I'm definitely going to root for him. I want to see him get back on the winning side and get back in the conversation at the heavyweight division. So who do you think, if, if, if you were matchmaker, let's play matchmaker right now. If you had an opportunity and he can choose any heavyweight ever, now granted, not ever, but any heavyweight that's out right now, who would, do you think will be a good competitive fight? So I want to see him against the guys that are a bit more similar to him in stature. So the guys like the Andy Ruizes, the Dylan Whites of the world. Ah, I want to see him. I want to see him against those type of guys, even maybe building up to that. A Derek Chisora, who's been a, you know, been a a, a, who's essentially a journeyman at this point. Um, But he's had a long, long heavyweight career. One of those guys. Man, Chisora be out there talking spicy, doesn't he? Oh, all the time. Man. But I, my- I, I think you, you build to a fight with one of those guys, and then if he's able to be victorious in one of those fights, then you start to position him for one of the top guys in the division. Nice. No, no, I, I, I thoroughly agree, man. Um, I was thinking Dylan Wyatt. I, I think that is a solid fight. Andy Ruiz would be also a, a very, very solid fight. Um, any of those I'll be happy with, but I'm curious to see how he's going to return, I, man. Oscar Rivas, I'll say that as well. Ah, yes, that's also a great one, man. Like, look, I, I think that I'm curious to see how he's going to respond. I really am curious to see how he's going to respond, but I think he's enough of a fighter that he's going to respond just fine um, and continue growing. Now, speaking of fighters who are truly, you know what, I'm, I'm going to wait on this one. This is what I'm going to bring up. I'm going to give you an option of two fights, two different matchups, and I want you to give me the likelihood on a scale of 1 to 10, which one you think will happen this year or have the better chances of happening this year. Tank versus Ryan Garcia or... Terrence Crawford versus Conor McGregor. I'm going to say Tank versus Ryan Garcia has a better opportunity to happen this year. Um, now, the chances of that happening this year, I, I would put it at a at a two or a three. I don't think Ryan Garcia fights Javante Davis this year. 
And if Conor McGregor is in some type of crossover event, I believe it's probably going to be against Floyd Mayweather and not Terrence Crawford. I don't think Terrence Crawford is at the point in his career where he's even considering something like that. And I understand he's trying to raise his profile and Bob Arum wants to raise his profile after, you know, finally spending some time focusing on the best fighter that he has in his stable. But that ain't it. I'm going to be honest with you. You say it's Bob Arum. It wasn't Bob Arum that let it out the bag. It was Terrence Crawford said that he was looking for a fight because he's been thinking about going to MMA for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't see that from, from hey, Terrence Crawford. Hey, about Terrence Crawford? We do know he has a wrestling background. Terrence Crawford comes from a wrestling family. Terrence Crawford is somebody who says, look, man, I'm here for it. These individuals, honestly, you know, I can't get the fights that I want. In fact, since I'm such a good guy, I'm actually going to bring the exact same quote up because I I don't want to misquote the man. I don't want you to sit there and call me a liar. I can't have that. So I'm going to sit here and call you. I'm, I'm going to read the quote. And, and now that I'm trying to read the quote, my, my computer is not doing what it needs to be doing. But bang, here it is. All right. So your boy Terrence Crawford, and obviously Bob Aaron went out there uh, and said a number of different things, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he said, I'm a fighter first. And as a fighter, I would entertain it. I feel like I'll compete against anybody. Hold on, man. Yo, ESPN, you guys got to fix your page because it be scrolling for no reason. Yeah, their ESPN's website is pretty slow. And they're, I mean, I don't use it that much, but their app isn't that great either. Oh, dude, it's terrible. Their app is god-awful. Now, if you guys are going to sign me, I think you guys are amazing. But if you're not, I don't care. Like, ah, well, look, regardless, it's not popping up right now. But um, he did go out here and and say that um, he can't get the fights that he wants to get at Welterweight Tool. He is more than willing and would be happy and has been considering going to MMA for a very long time. He thinks that... He has a wrestling background. He says that he would want to take time, you know, and take a proper camp um, in order to do so. He thinks that uh, he he and he likes McGregor's um, skill set. Bob Arum, in turn, also said that it would be a twofer. He said Floyd and Manny Pacquiao, who they flirted with that fight, would not fight back in MMA. He was like Terrence Crawford would 100 fight MMA and percent fight an MMA fight, um, strictly because of that uh, that wrestling background. Uh, Terrence Crawford himself said, "Look, I need a little bit of time, and I'll take it seriously and get back into wrestling mode." He's like, "I haven't, you know, been wrestling for a couple of years, so I need to get back into wrestling mode." He's like, "But once I do that, um, he was like, I'll work on the distance." He's like, "But I believe in my hands, um, and I know that." So he was like, "I I would be here's the thing, I'd be here for it." So here here are the quotes. Um, I'm a fighter first. As a fighter, I would entertain it. It's Terrence Crawford. Uh, he also said, I, to what to your point just now, I just have the I just have to have the proper time to prepare myself. It would be a little bit more than boxing training. I haven't been in that envi- in that speaking about wrestling environment in a long time, but most definitely I feel I can compete with anyone given the proper time to train on the MMA side. Being that I have a wrestling background, McGregor would have to worry about my stand-up game as well. It would be interesting. He's got good kicks and he's strong. I'd have to prepare myself for those things, but I feel I would be all right. Look, man. I y- yeah. And, and here's the thing. You know what's funny? Granted, let me let me preface this by saying this. 
No. No. Fuck no. Let the, the, the boxers stay on boxing. Let the MMA fighters stay on MMA. Granted, Conor McGregor, I mark my words, will fight whether it be Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao this year. That fight will indeed happen. Unfortunately. Um... But, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see it. Now, in terms of Tank and Ryan Garcia, is that fight going to happen? What was that? I was going to say, do you think this is even a bit of a publicity stunt? Just uh, putting Terrence Crawford's name aside, one of the biggest stars out right now, and Conor McGregor, no, just to no. raise his profile a little bit. No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't. No. I, I, I don't want to put that on Terrence Crawford. You know what I mean? I, I, I put I, on I Bob Arum. Terrence Crawford is the one talking. So I'm not going to say his, his promoter told him to do something because he's a grown man who does his own things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not going to put that on Terrence Crawford. Uh, but, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, OK, we won't put that on Terrence Crawford. However, if Terrence Crawford wants to use that to raise his profile just to position himself, uh, put himself in a better position to land the fight with Errol Spence. How, how does that then, how does that put him in a better position to fight Errol Spence? By raising his profile, just by putting his name alongside Conor McGregor. People have to say, okay, well, who is people that don't know him have to say, who is this guy, Terrence Crawford, who they're actually speaking about fighting Conor McGregor? People have to do their research. Now they now they can familiarize themselves with the name. Uh, That's I, I, think, his profile. I think you're mistaken with that one because, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I Here's the thing. MMA fans actually pay attention and watch boxing. Boxing fans don't pay attention to MMA. That That's the, that's the biggest difference. So, when, when, like, I, so that's why like everybody knows Terrence Crawford. But Do they? It, yes. As one of the best fighters in the world? Yes. Yes. I don't. Know, I see a lot of boxing guys that watch MMA. I don't, but I don't know a lot of MMA guys. Exactly. So you can't say that. Oh, I said I know a lot of boxing, but guys that watch MMA, I didn't say anything else. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Just he's waiting. I right, man, I'm here for the shits, bro. <laughs> I've had I've, I've had I've, I've had a testy day, man. I'm trying I'm trying to keep my cool, man. Uh, that that's why my friend is next to me, holding it down. Yeah, I, I see her. Him. Yeah, man. Yeah, Him. her. I like her. Him. Yeah, her. Yeah, she's cool. You know what? But cannabis is female, especially Mary, when it has THC. So it's her. Mary Jane itself is female. The plan I, I, is female. I was saying male for your girlfriend. I didn't want her to think it was like a girl sitting next to you. Yo, for real, bro. She don't listen to this shit no way. <laughs> <laughs> and neither do her friends, so whatever. They ain't gonna pay no goddamn attention. Alright, look, um, real quick, man. Uh tank, uh, look, that fight's not gonna happen. I, I, you know what? It's it's fun to think about, it's fun to dream about, uh, especially because of the wrestling background. Um, but what fight actually has more legs and can realistically happen? Um, it, it has to be Tank versus Ryan Garcia. That's a fight that I believe that could actually happen. Um, and you're right. In terms of it happening this year, it is probably a two. But it happening in general and happening possibly next year, I, I absolutely see it happening. Now, Oscar De La Hoya has been on record recently, this week, saying that I want to make sure I'm getting Ryan Garcia a title shot. And he wants to make sure Ryan Garcia has a legitimate belt. That is a fight that actually Oscar De La Hoya for the first time sounds as if he is trying to position in order to get him a big fight. This would be an amazing fight. This would be a huge fight. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If Ryan Garcia wants some smoke, he needs to fight Devin Haney. 
that that'll give him all the smoke he ever needs. Um, they've been going back and forth. Now I'll say this: I believe that fight, if any of those big fights for Ryan Garcia happen this year, it'll be a fight against David Haney. Yeah, I, I think that is the more likely fight. I, I think he fights Devin Haney before Tank because Tank just presents the risk of a mon- the risk of a monstrous knockout where you don't have to worry about that as much with Devin Haney. I think you still have to worry about it, but I mean, we know what Tank is and we know what Devin Haney is. So let's be real here. However, I, I think Ryan Garcia is supposed to be building to a fight with Jorge Linares. Yeah, that so. would be amazing. So that I do think will happen this year. I, I don't. I can't confirm. I'm not looking at a Jose Lina, a, a Jorge Linares right now. But they're supposed to be fighting on the same card this upcoming February 14th, Valentine's Day, and Aww. from the, from there, fighting on the same card, they should. That be motherfucker fight would be fighting on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect fit for him. Man, man. Well, look. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, you know what, man. Ryan Garcia can fight, man. Uh, I think people try to to say he can't. There are definitely holes in his game. But, man, Ryan Garcia has some skills. Um, he's a fighter. He has skills. I do want to see him against the elite. But he's still really young in his career, and he's somebody that Golden Boy is trying to make the next superstar in boxing. So I thoroughly get it. I think the Linares fight is a great way of giving him legitimacy and giving him someone whom a lot of individuals have respect for. So I think that would be amazing. But all in all, we'll end up seeing what happens. Now, look, we were talking about Tank a little earlier. I wish he was a gym rat. In the same manner as the gentleman, the people you we were talking about earlier, I hate how out of shape Tank gets. Um, I have very little respect for Tank at this point in time because of all the weight issues that he has had, and it really bothers me when he gets back and forth into these exchanges, and he's not even fighting anybody in his own weight class that he should currently be fighting. So he's not challenging himself. The fact that he's entertaining a fight with Ryan Garcia, but he's not entertaining a fight with anybody who actually is worth it in his weight class is so disheartening to me. Yeah. Um, well, Ryan Garcia is in his weight class. No, he is. But I'm talking about somebody who... Act, he's a champion. He is somebody who... Everyone believes has, has pound for pound potential. Why are you punching down? I mean, he's on that PBC diet. O- only excuse for it, bro. He's on that PBC diet. Oh. Man, maybe they're trying to build demand. I'm not sure. It, it, what exa- it, it kills boxing. It kills it. We just went to talk about how amazing, you know, 54 is. And we have these guys out here. This guy who is supposed to be a star. Again, and we've talked about this before. You're out here. You're 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 taking fights like you're pretty. You're uh, you're Money Mayweather, and not Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty Boy Floyd was here for the shits. Money Mayweather picked and choosed. You can't pick and choose at this point in time in your career when you haven't beaten anybody. I mean, yeah, I, I would I would totally agree. And this is how we both felt about about Tank. This is nothing new. He needs he needs fights to prove that he is who he say he is. Until then, we can only say, hey, you know, you had a 
good performance against um, whatever the guy's name is that Lomachenko beat that he took the belt from. I can't remember his name right now, but he he had a, he had a good fight against against him. Yeah. But I mean, that's the only person of note. I mean, you know, what's in what's what's the name? Uh, Gamboa had a ruptured Achilles. Oh so, man! I mean, and the fact that you couldn't get this fifty-eight-year-old dude out of there with a ruptured Achilles. Come on, son. And you miss weight? Come on, man. But look, it's not about, you know, Tank. uh, Because Tank Davis, look, he has a lot of skills. Tank will not be an all-time great. He's not surely not trending towards it. No, not at all, man. Um, Now, trending to somebody that might not be an all-time great, but when it's all said and done, is somebody who's always been here for the smoke, somebody who's always been a top guy in the glamour division of boxing, and that is this weekend we have the man, Danny Garcia, going out there and fighting Ivan Redich. Um... 23-4, Ivan Redditch, this is definitely, I don't want to say it's a gimme fight, but it's definitely one of those fights. It's a warm-up fight to make before I think Danny Garcia really gets cooking uh, towards the end of this year. Um, excitement level for this event. I'm really excited, only because I'm a big fan of Danny Garcia. He was the first fight I actually went to, him against Keith Thurman. And I'm a fight excited. which I believe he won. I I thought Keith Thurman won. Um, upon rewatch, because upon actually being there, I was way too happy to be there, and I was just drunk out of my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I thought Keith Thurman won that fight, but in terms of this weekend, he hasn't fought in a year, and his last his last fight, um, I can't I can't remember remember that guy's name. What's the last last guy that he that he fought? He's out of Chicago too. Who, Danny Garcia? No, the guy he the guy he fought last year, January. He knocked them knocked him out. Uh, Granados? Yeah, so he fought Granados. It's been a year since he fought Granados, yeah. so I'm just excited to see him back in the ring. And I do believe that he's probably better positioned than a lot of other people in that division to land a Pacquiao fight this year. I agree. I, I think he actually has an opportunity to go ahead and actually get that fight. Um, dude, Manny Pacquiao, Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia right now for the WBA is ranked number two. Um... You, did you know Danny Garcia is actually the number one contender uh, for the WBO strap? It does not surprise me. Man, dude, he's, Danny Garcia is, listen to this. Danny Garcia is ranked number two for the WBC, number two for the WBA, Number one, how how he got ranked behind your Dennis Ugas? I have no idea. I that 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 boggles the mind. He should be ranked number one in the WBA. But, but there's he, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Absolutely, absolutely, I understand that. Um, and then he's ranked number one in the WBO. Yo, I have to say, it, it's pretty like man, they got some solid solid. Yo, how in the hell is Sean Porter ranked number ten in the IBF? There's a lot that go that goes into that. I'm not sure exactly how it works, and maybe we come back and speak upon that on another episode. Yeah, but in absolutely. terms of like, in terms of like how these people fight and what organizations they're paying to sanction these fights, and what organizations they have no business, they they don't care about. These rankings as much. don't mean shit, do they? Look at this. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it, it, there, there's a lot of politics behind that in terms of the, what organization sanctions your fight and what organizations you care to be ranked in. So I, I need to do a little bit more research on that before I come back and speak about that. But that would probably be why you don't see him, Danny Garcia, at all in the IBF rankings. Yeah, he's not in the IBF rankings at all, man. This is weird. But regardless, man, look, I, I, I can't. So in, in terms of my excitement level for this fight, I'm a big Danny Garcia fan. I, I've been a very big Danny Garcia fan for a long time. Um, the the, the no-look left hook is amazing. Um, I, I, I think he's a fun fighter to watch. He's an action fighter. Uh, comes with a lot, of, a lot of power, even though he's built like a seal. Um, dude is fun, man. I'm a big fan of, uh, of Danny Garcia. I think he goes out there and honestly gets a, does quick work. I see this being rough between fifth and sixth round stoppage. Yeah, I was going to say fifth through seventh, so I'll, I'll just go sixth as well. Yeah. I think this is over in sixth. Um, I think he puts the puts either that left or that right hook to work, but I, one of them's going to land. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't th- I think Danny Garcia has had some issues cherry-picking in the past, but, I mean, I think he's past that point in his career. I think he's... But you, he, you know he, what, he, though? He, you, 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 it, dude, that loss, the moment you get a loss, all that bullshit goes out the window. I, you need to take an L. Yeah, and I mean Garcia's taking his L's. Exactly, and and that's why. And then, he, then he's he, he's willing to fight anybody. I love that. I love that so much. He says he's willing to fight anybody. I need to see these fights actually happen. I think he was actually positioning himself for a fight with er- the Errol Spence before Errol Spence threw himself out of a car. But I mean, he's he seems willing to fight anybody, and his resume shows it. No From Matisse bones, to Porter to Thurman, you know, he's taken some tough losses, but he's got some good wins as well. Amir Khan. So, you know, it, it's great to see and, a guy like Danny Garcia Amir back. Khan, it's been a people like shitting on Amir Khan. Amir Khan was a very elite fighter for a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, so, and when Danny Garcia beat him, people thought Danny Garcia was going to get dragged in that fight. Yeah, I mean, he was. He was not winning that fight. He was getting touched up. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Amir Khan, all it takes is one. And I think he heard him in the third round. He heard him at the end of the third, and just Amir Khan was not back by the fourth round. No. And he just no. finished him off. Yeah. Well, we all know Amir Khan is the definition of a front runner, though, in the fights. He'll go out fast. Um, I mean, look what happened with Canelo. He yeah. went out there. And, and look, dude, those first three rounds, he was piecing Canelo up. Piecing Canelo up. And then he got caught. And Who boy, did he. Did he have <laughs> Yo, Canelo hit that boy so hard, man. I'm surprised he's huge. I'm surprised he ain't still asleep. Yeah, he that was that's on Canelo's highlight reel forever. Forever. Man, bro. But look, man, um, a lot of good fights, man. A lot of good good, you know, things coming in uh 2020. Um any Jared, fights. Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd, yes. Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd under a new trainer. Yeah, uh, man. Hi, so what do you think about that? Right, what do you think about him taking one loss and jumping to another trainer? Well, I don't know if you listened to his interview or not, but I actually felt kind of bad for him. I don't think he wanted to leave his old trainer, and he they they got into some conflicts oh. after his la- after his last fight. That's and awful. you know, his trainer, according to what he said, his trainer went to the media and was talking bad on him. And this is a guy that's been very close to him and his family for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Really, really rubbed rubbed in the wrong way. And I mean, he was put in a position where he 
he kind of felt like he had to leave. Yeah. And so he he found found a new trainer. This is going to be a, his first fight with a new trainer uh, against Francisco Santana. Uh, obviously on the undercard of Danny Garcia's fight. And I'm excited for him. Jared Swift, Jared Hurd is good for boxing. He takes on all all comers. He's always an exciting fighter. My thing is that his style, with him trying to likely, depending on how, how the new trainer has been, he's likely going to try to adopt new things. Now, we know it takes three to four, three to four fights to really, really mesh with the new trainer. If he is off his game a little bit will he still be able will, will his power and will his Oof. will that be his able to durability, carry him? The, 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 will he have the durability you know I, um, I think he has the durability because he takes a lot of shots naturally but I mean <laughs> I, and, and I think he'll just if worst case scenario he just goes back to old Jared Hurd and he should be able to get the guy out of there like that Absolutely. but you know Francisco Santana he's you know been around for a little bit yeah, so he has. He, he's, he's, a, he's a vet man um, but I think you're right. If we actually look at if he doesn't, because after this, you and he looks impressive. It's off to the races, and they're actually going to give him real dudes. And if you give him real dudes, eesh. like I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think he matches up well with Charlo. I don't think he matches up well. I, he obviously hasn't matched up well with Julian Williams. I mean, dude, dude is a problem, man. You know, and I grant he did knock out Tony Harrison. Um, B. Lara. B. Lara. Very great. Great fight. Great fight. Um, that was my fight of the year. Oh, dude, I was watching that fight on my phone at a wedding in Pittsburgh. Great fight. Terrible, was, terrible place to be watching that fight. Fam, it was a beautiful venue. Food was I. It was cool. Nah, you need that fight either live or on a, on a TV where you can relax, you can scream. It was a good fight, bro. You know what's funny? Man, I can't. I can't even tell you those people's names. Oh damn, fam! It was my girls' people. I don't know them, but it was a great time in Pittsburgh. I was able to hang out. Pittsburgh, very underrated city, man. Pittsburgh, yo, big big ups to Pittsburgh, man. Much love to y'all, man. Love y'all city. Never been. Oh, Eventually, no, one day. hey, low key though, you need to, man. Like Pittsburgh is a super dope town. If you like art and shit, man, dude, it's it's it, it's super dope. When you drive into Pittsburgh, it's wild because you're in like the mountains, right? So you're in the mountains. It's just like mountains, mountains, mountains. You make a like a left turn, and next thing you know, fam, you're in the middle of the fucking city. Like it, it's nuts how you like kind of go right into the city, and then it's beautiful, man. Beautiful town. People are cool as hell. Vegas is kind of cute, surprisingly. Just saying, bro. I'll check it out one of these days, but I mean, I got a few more important trips to take before Pittsburgh. Oh, fam. I, don't get it twisted. If I wasn't for a wedding, your boy would never been. Yeah, I feel it. But, you know, Jared, Jared Hurd, excited to see him back back in the, wing, uh, in the ring this week. And I definitely think I he takes wait. care of uh, Francisco Santana. And I just want to see what type of new aspects to his game uh, he's bringing in with his new trainer. Because let's he not forget. Win. Who he, does he fight next? He Who gets should it. he fight next? I think he takes another soft touch or another, you uh. know, another seemingly soft touch. He he that, that to me a new trainer is a big deal. And for what I could imagine, a new trainer is going to try to do to his style. 
he's going to take some time to adjust to it. And he needs to give himself that time. And I'm glad he stepped away from the rematch with Julian Williams because with the new trainer, I don't think he would have been ready for that fight. I'm not even sure if he would have made weight. But he is. I I thought he was going up to 160. He's staying at 154. And I just think he takes his time, adjusts to this new trainer, finds his groove groove again before stepping up in competition because there's no rush. And I think he needs that. I, 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 I don't think everybody needs that. I think he needs it. I understand where you're coming from. I think that is such trash. Look, I, I, I can I can be here for a warm-up fight-ish, right? One. After that, bro, like, I think that I, it, it drives me crazy. And again, I, I, I'm a, I continue harping on this. No, you cannot, like, you fight. You're a championship fighter. You are there to fight. I hate people collecting paychecks. It is the worst thing ever. You go out there, and then what ends up happening is that the mainstream people don't give a shit about our sport. That is so beautiful. Because they assume it is corrupt. And then it's like, and then they assume all this other nonsense. The politics of boxing makes boxing look trash. Stop coddling these grown ass men and women and let them fight each other. And I understand what you're saying. And I'm for the big fights just like the next man. I just think he needs a bit more time to adjust to adjust and adapt to his new trainer because I can imagine uh, with his style, with the, with the gaps, with the holes that existed in his style, I can imagine he's going to be adopting or you trying to adopt. You've a champion. Fuck that. It's time to fight people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 can't, I, I can't get down with that. You have a trainer. Yes, there's always going to be adjustments, and you're always going to grow and learn. But for every example that you can give me of a fighter that it takes the amount of time to, like, to blend that well, I can give you fight Miguel Cotto. The moment he ended up getting with Freddie Roach, it was like peanut butter and jelly. I can legitimately give you those, like, you know, examples like that. And, and boxing history is littered with them. So to sit there and say, I'm going to give somebody who is a former champion, a legitimate champion, who has beat great fighters like Edeslan Lara and Tony Harrison, I'm going to continue giving him cupcakes and fluff balls in order for him to, to feel good with this guy? No. Let's, 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 you know what you do? That means you go out there, get some better sparring partners, train harder, and then come and fight somebody for real. I'm going to reserve my opinion until after I see what he looks like this weekend. No, but this isn't about Jared Hurd. This is about, like, anybody like that. Anybody. Yo, uh, you know, it, it, if, we, if we were talking about, if we were speaking about a, a different type of boxer with a different style, I would think that someone like Miguel Cotto is, it's going to be a lot easier to mesh with a new trainer because he's much more of a boxer puncher. Whereas Hurd, a fighter who fought with a lot of pressure, yet he had a lot of gaps in his game. A new trainer is going to want to change a lot of that. He's going to try to add things that he's never done before. So with no. drastic changes like that, you I mean, know what's look happens? at Triple, what happens? G was getting, Triple G was getting touched up by, by uh, Steve Rose because before he knocked Triple him out. Triple G is seven 70 years old like no bro and then again his very next fight he proved that he has slowed down so we saw what we saw against Steve Rolls came into fruition his very next fight we saw it and he is absolutely slowing down it is what it is so I can know I'm not going for that I'm not giving you that I, look, I said uh, I'll reserve my judgment for uh, for until uh, for until after this weekend. But I do think Jared Hurd is a bit of a different case than some of the other guys that we speak about just because of his style. Was and he, what, was the, he not a champion? 
Absolutely. He was a champion. Did he beat some world-class fighters? He absolutely did. So you really believe somebody's going to be like, so we're going to take this and strip everything, and we're going to do this. No, that's not how it works. A trainer, because here's the thing. What a trainer does is this. They'll sit there, and they're not going to reinvent the wheel. They're going to say, all right, we're going to work on this. We, We want you to be Jared Hurd. We want Jared Hurd. But... We want to let, let's let's sure up a this hole. It's not like they're gonna sit there and like rebrand him, and he's all of a sudden gonna be out there boxing like like Eris Landilada. It's that's not gonna happen. Jared Hurd is gonna fight like Jared Hurd. He might just move his head better. Well, we will see. I, I'm excited to see him back. I know I am as well, but I think that is trash, absolute trash that anybody in boxing gets multiple warm up fights when you're already at the championship level. That's total garbage. I, I think the division's so competitive, those opportunities will be there. And I, I would just love to see him get himself right before he goes into a championship level fight, not as ready as he could be. And, you know, gets knocked out again or, I, or gets knocked I, out. I, I think if you're a champion, that's what happens. Prime, and again, I hate to always be out there and talk about MMA, but the reason why people, like, you don't, you don't, there, there are no softballs. The most softball we ever saw, the biggest, literally, the biggest softball we've ever seen in MMA was Conor McGregor getting Cowboy Cerrone, and that was still somebody in the top 10. I, I don't watch MMA, so I can't debate it. I can't talk about, speak about soft touches. I, I'm, but it's, I'm just, it's, it's facts, though. And it's I mean, like, MMA, it, it, me, okay, they, let me ask you this. They, let me nor- ask you they this. normally, they normally fight a lot more competitive fights, and we've discussed that. We've discussed that before, but boxing is a little bit different. But okay, Box- so I'm talking. It's still a fight, right? It's still a fight sport, and yeah. we still want to be able to see. As a fan, I want to see the best fights possible. As a fan, I feel cheated when I get these bullshit fights. You should not get a paycheck for fighting the scrub. You should. You shouldn't. I can't. I can't say. I can't stand that. It is. It is what makes boxing awful. And here's the thing. Then, then people don't even watch these fights. Oh, you're gonna drag this dude. No. But if all of a sudden every fight you have a ch- somebody who's worthy and he's a beast, and then let's say for instance Jared Hurd goes out there and he is constantly in, in in great fights, he wins a couple, he loses a couple, but he's out there, he's out there getting it. He will have more fans and make more money doing that than he I will look- sit there bullshitting around. I, I agree with you. I'm more looking at the change of trainers than I am looking at the loss. I don't think the loss matters as much because I think, you know, he would have taken that rematch with Julian Williams immediately. Absolutely. I think it's more the transition to a new trainer. Uh, look, I, the first this one fight I understand. I'm just arguing the fact that one of them, especially with a fighter of that caliber, I'm here for. If you need one warm-up fight to get yourself back, even in MMA, I've spoken about it on my show, in this show, until I blew in the face. We need a yes. Take at least one. They should do that more. They should adopt that. But after that, nah, bro, because you know what that means? So that means literally I out of, for, for a solid year, I'm going to take my best, this, this amazing fighter, out of top competition for a full year. Why would I, mean, I do I, that? I, why why, I, I why would I do that? It doesn't make sense. 
We'll see how it looks this weekend. Jared Hurd, I want to see how he looks this weekend. Because, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of what it comes down to. For I understand. Me. I understand. I, I, I guess I guess I'm just espousing on the, on the points of just the politics of boxing and how I, I just just vehemently disagree with warm up fights. I think it's ridiculous. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jared Hurd. He, he does work this weekend. I don't even think it's that competitive of a fight. He, he walks through this dude. He should. Absolutely, man. Yo. Well, hey, 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 hey. Ain't no soft touches in that division. That nigga's a soft touch. But, uh... So okay. Rosario. I didn't know enough about Rosario. I didn't. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll take that. I'll take that on the chin. And it is a fight. I, I, look, a fight is a fight. Anything can absolutely happen. I understand that. Uh, but I, I like to see the best fight the best at all times. I, 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 think, it, I think it takes away from the fighters... I think it, it it drains the competition of the game. Um, it may it makes a mockery of the sport, and I and I, I'm not here for that shit. I, I I feel you, and I mean, someone like Tank, come on now. This but nigga's had like, like 22 warm up fights. Someone like someone like Jared Hurd, who has fought at the top level for a long time, who needs to take he, a second ooh. just to transition trainers. One, I don't mind. One one is good. That's all you need. Give him a fight. Give him one fight. After that, keep it pushing. Let's get let's get back to the shits. Because if here's the thing: if Jared Hurd goes out there and takes two warm up fights, I'm going to drag Jared Hurd. We'll see. I I, I don't know because there may be no fights available for him. For so we just have to see. He got nine dudes who get busy. There's there are gonna be fights available. Um. Yo, anything else in terms of the world of the sweet science that you're thinking about you want to touch on right quick? No. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend, a return of the Swifts. You! It's going to be a good um, one. Yeah, there hasn't, there's not a lot uh, of stuff on the schedule leading up to Fury Wilder, but we'll make do until then. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Do they have the same nickname? Yeah. Oh, they're corny. Oh, that's corny. Why y'all gonna put them on the same card? Oh, that's so corny. Yeah, they are. That's when you said it, I had to stop. I was like, you know. Wait up. (laughs) Oh, they whacked for that. They was probably, they probably got Swift shirts together and took pictures. Oh, that's weak. Only only one way class apart. Ooh. Now, Swift for Swift, I'm here for. But hey. <laughs> Danny Garcia too small. By far. Danny, he'll, like never said, one, he, he'll never be a 154-pounder. Man, dude, I'm surprised he's a 147-pounder. He, he's probably settled in at that weight now. But, I mean, yeah, he's definitely like, that's it for him. Facts. Facts. Well, yo, my brother, the guru, always a pleasure, man. I love your takes, brother. Um, yo, do your thing, man. Bring a, a sophistication to the show that I need, brother. I appreciate you. Oh, anytime, bro. Thank you for having me. And I will be right back here next week with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother. To the next time. Thank you once again for joining me on the greatest combat sports and culture in the world. Universe. The Fight Podcast. Deuces. There it is. There it is. There it is, man. Thank you as always to my boy, the guru, Brandon Camille, man. That's another convo with us, man. That is another boxing episode of the Fight Podcast, man. And uh, with that being said, man, yo, look. 
great fights this weekend. The state of boxing is like, honestly, man, no other time that I've ever remembered. You know how I feel. I think we need more competition. I think that we need to make sure all the top guys fight. Let's stop digging around, man. Why are we playing for, man? Who Stop protecting that O. Let's go out there, man, and have epic fights in epic eras. And that's what we're seeing right there at the super welterweight division, man. So um, I'm loving what I'm seeing there. That's going to be dope this weekend. I can't wait to see Danny Garcia, man. I'm a big fan of Buddy. Um, Obviously, I rock on my body. So that's going to be really dope, man. But all in all, boxing's in a good spot. MMA's in a great spot. Please, let's not have, have any crossovers. Uh. <laughs> um, but yo, check it out, man. Thank you guys as always for listening. This has been episode 178 of the Five Podcast. Remember, man, the Five Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats Chicago. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. sageeatschicago.com. Um, Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off of your first three months. And also, check me out all social media platforms at Serge Vicente. All right, guys. Love you. Until next time. Deuces. Deuces.